Hi, you guys, and welcome to my first podcast episode. I am so glad you're here. So excited to be here in this space, and you guys, it is going to be so fun. Um, I am, my name is Shelby Sanders. You might know me to be the owner of Texas Heart & Co., a Texas brand boutique uh, located in Green, Texas, founder um, of now a new podcast, um, Airbnb enthusiast of seven properties here in Texas, um, as well as helping other businesses, business coaching, so on and so forth. It's all biz to me. So anyways, I'm so excited to jump on in and um, just create a space that is relatable, fun, good energy, all positive, and there'll be some negative, but how we navigate through all those things. Um, it has just been a lot on my heart that I've wanted to share, um, aside from business as well as in business for the longest time. And I can just remember wondering what is it like to have a podcast and maybe help people that I don't even know with some of the stuff I've gone through or just life in general. I find it very important to talk about things and process things. And I think nowadays it's really hard to do that. Um, as many of you know, mental health is a huge thing, very important. And I take a lot of, um, interest in figuring that out and trying to navigate through my own path. So needless to say, everybody's story has a little mud, just like yours, just like mine. And we're all in this together. So at the end of the day, that is why my podcast is called The Relatable Podcast, Unfinished, Unrefined, and Undone. So with that being said, a lot of people are asking me, what the heck does that title mean? Unrefined, Unfinished, Undone. Well, when I was in a season of my life about two years ago, I felt that God wasn't done with me in this season. And I just felt that immensely. I felt as if that is how we should feel when we're going through things. Because I also do believe that when we're so weak and we're going through so many struggles, God has so many blessings on the outside of that. Um, So I was reading my Bible. I was writing in my journal and it just clicked with me as we are all unrefined, unfinished, and undone in this entire life as humans and people and everything that we go through and just in anything. Uh, When you really truly think about it, um, we're we're undone with everything. I mean, we can undo a lot of things in life, but God is not done with us. You know, we can refine a lot of things, but God is defining that for us. And then we can also, you know, I mean, nothing is, we can try to finish things and unfinish things, but God is really the finisher of all things. And it just, that captivated me and resonated with me and I put it together and it it made sense for my life. And maybe it makes sense for you um, hearing me out about it, but it, and it just, it fits. So If I were to have a podcast, I said, that's what it's going to be. Something in my life is going to be that. And I prayed over it for so long. I didn't know what it was going to be, but 
I had always had on my heart that I wanted to do a podcast because I'm a talker. Um, way back in the day, I used to be a writer. Some of y'all probably followed me on, you know, Facebook um, or known me through high school in my younger days. And a bunch of people were like, you need to start a blog, girl. You seriously can write. You have great words, everything. And I never did. Um, I didn't feel like that was the path for me at all. And now I feel like maybe a podcast is. I love um, journaling. I love writing. I love quotes. I love impactful things. So I guess maybe that's why I'm starting a podcast. I don't know. I have. A, I feel like I just have a lot to share. But um, anyways, let's talk about our first topic on episode one of who the hell is Shelby Sanders and what is her purpose. I thought that title was super funny because... I mean, if you're if you're tuning in here, you're probably like, okay, I only know her from maybe Texas Heart, or I know her to be this blonde girl on Instagram and whatever. But there's so much more to me than just that girl that owns Texas Heart or that girl that owns the Green Gust House or the girl that is a business coach, the girl that is a face on Instagram, um, or just that face. I was born in Abilene, Texas on October 14th, 1993 to, with my parents, Mike and Tracy Sanders. Um, my mom was 21 at the time, I think. Young parents, like really young parents. Um, didn't have a lot, you know, and, you know, I grew up uh, with alongside my brother, Zach Sanders. He's a year and 11 months younger than me. Swear to you, we, he's my best friend. Um, if y'all know me and my brother's relationships, y'all know full well, I love being a sister. I feel like, you know, aside all the titles that I feel like I have, being a sister is probably the best title that God has given me thus far. And I say that with almost tears in my eyes. Um, He's been the greatest thing and blessing that I feel like God has ever given me. Um, And I hope that maybe shows you guys I love my family, but I really do impactfully love my brother. It's such a beautiful gift to be a sibling. Um, And a lot of you may have or do experience that and know that. Um, But Zach is the whole world to me and I love him so much. Um, But anyways, moving on. I um, So I was born in Abilene, Texas, also known as Taylor County. Um, and then I guess a couple of years after that, my parents moved all across Texas. I feel like in the West Texas area. And then we found ourselves calling Lubbock, Texas home for about 18 years of my life. I went to, um, Waters Elementary, I think went to friendship. And then I went to Irons Middle School. Then I went to Monterey High School where, I'm a Plainsman, I'm an alum, proud alum, love, love Monterey High School, and then I went to Abilene for college, and then I went to Texas Tech where I finished out college, and I got a degree in um, human development, family studies, and a minor in business. So I, my journey has been a little bit everywhere, all around West Texas, but um, let's kind of start with Lubbock for me. Um, Lubbock's my home. Um, as I'm sitting here right now, I'm actually recording this podcast 
in my Lubbock Airbnb. Um, Lubbock has been my home for 18 years. It's where I graduated high school, where I feel like I have cried my most tears. I have been through my most challenges. I have faced my hardest and most challenging times of my life, I feel like, in Lubbock alongside my family. Um, growing up, we my mom was a dental assistant and my dad was a teacher, um, a coach and a teacher. Growing up, me and my brother actually played sports. So I was huge in softball, played varsity softball all four years of high school. My brother did the same in baseball. And um, that that was it. We were disciplined kids. We were um, yes man, no man kind of kids. And we just grew up that way. It was very structured, very um, scheduleized. It was tough. You know, we, we were tough kids. We were fun kids. Um, always had a really huge group of friends and, um, you know, we were very sufficiently blessed with the people that were around us that loved us as well. So, um, but with that being said, you know, home life wasn't always that easy. You know, our parents didn't have a whole lot. Our parents didn't, um, make a whole lot. They were, you know, your average middle-class families. And, um, a bunch of people asked me like, do you come from money? I don't, I don't even know how people ask that question, but, um, I don't, I, I do get a lot of questions about that because of my story with Texas heart. Um, I only started Texas heart with $200 to my name. Nobody funded me for, of it. Like nobody, um, helped me nothing. Like it was solely on me. And, um, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, um, no, my parents had nada to their name and, um, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. We had like some beat down cars. My first car was junk. Um, I think it stalled out like 20 million times on the side of the road, which is fine. I mean, I didn't need to be the kid that ended up with a Mercedes as their first car. I needed to be the kid that started out with nothing to have to desire for what, I have and what I want to work for in the long run. And that's what I feel like is the beauty of my story is I didn't start out with a whole lot, um, but I desired for so much more. So at the age of 14, I lied to um, a, a, a brand, a company. I'm not going to name who, um, but I wanted to work for them and my friends were working for them. So I lied and said I was 15 because you had to be like 15 to work for them or something like that. I lied and said I was 15, but I wanted to work because my parents literally had nothing. And I knew like, okay, well, if I want a car, I'm going to have to buy my own car. Um, if I wanted this, that, and the other, I was going to have to buy that for myself. So I did lie. I said I was this age so I could work and I started working. I that's immediately I started making money at the age of 14 and um I was also traveling with softball. I was also doing softball. I was also doing school um and stuff like that. And when I say softball like it was hardcore training, softball, everything. Like it was full blown like that was a full-time job too. Um I was committed to it, was dedicated to it. I wanted to get better every single day. Um but I knew that I also had to work in order to do a lot of things that I wanted to do. And so I had to do that as well. So anyways, um, moving forward, I, um, continue, I've continued to work all my years through high school. Um, some summers I had to miss out on summer ball because I had to work, you know, I had to make a car payment. I had to make my insurance payments all through high school. So, um, 
you know, I had to miss out on summer ball, but then I had to train in the off season to become so like I had to catch up with everybody else. Like I had to train in the off seasons to become who I needed to be on the team to make clearly to make the team stay on the team, uh, and stuff like that. So I had to train myself 10 times harder to, um, pull my weight from not being able to do summer ball. So, um, I became very disciplined in that. Like I knew that I had to work, but I also knew that I had to work my butt off during off season as well. Um, to keep my spot on the team, to be a successor on the team and be an impact on the team. And that was very important to me because I didn't want to let everybody else down, but I knew that, okay, crap, I don't get a car. I don't get to keep the things that I need to because my parents couldn't afford it. Um, unless I did it myself. So I relied on myself. I bet it on myself every single time and I just freaking got it done. So, um, that was through high school. Then through college, um, I go to college. I go to Abilene. I live with my grandparents. That was the plan the whole time. Um, I go to school and, um, live with my grandparents. Yeah. Like I said, and then, um, I think it was October, a week after my birthday in 2013, um, I was not feeling so well. I was um, actually nannying for a family because um, in college I nannied um, families, uh, but one specific family in Abilene um, I nannied. And one day I was, I woke up with them and I kept, I had kept them overnight and I woke up with them and, you know, we were having breakfast and stuff like that. And then um, the dad came home and, you know, super cool awesome freaking guy. Love him. Mike Rasmussen. If you're listening to this, I love you, dude. Um, but I was, I went to the bathroom and something about my neck hurt, like the left side of my neck started hurting and I had a choker on, which 90% of the time, you know me, I probably got a necklace on. It's probably a choker. Um, but I was playing with it and I turned to the right side and my neck instantly had like this sharp, excruciating pain that just shot all the way around to my ear, down to my chest, everywhere. And I felt it. And I felt like there was like a tiny golf ball inside my neck, um, which is the craziest feeling in the world. I've never felt this before. So I went home after I'd gotten done. I went home to my me and I said, hey, something's up. I'm not feeling too great. I feel sluggish. And um, I found this. She felt it and it literally felt it was so hard. It was ridiculous. Then she was like, let's go to the minor emergency care on Monday, um, which is the next day, and let's get it looked at. So I go in, and they immediately admit me to the hospital to do an ultrasound. And the ultrasound did not look good at all. They said, hey, we need to – this doesn't look good. Like, this is a mass. It's 15-something. I don't even know the counts of it, but it was huge. It was massive, and it was only spreading, right? So – They admitted me to a doctor that would do a biopsy, which he said, I do not recommend doing this biopsy at all. You're going to need to go immediately into surgery and we need to go ahead and just take this out because it is, it's massive, right? Anyways, so we go to this doctor that they referred us to and he legit had one date available for surgery and it was on November 8th, 2013. I will never forget November 8th. For for some reason, November 8th is a sufficient day in my life too. Um, It seems like a lot of things happened on November 8th for me. Um, And me and one of my friends always talk about November is just a month for us. Like it's a month of something. It's it's hardship. It's something like God's trying to tell us something. But anyways, um, 
so November 8th was the date. And we took it. We said, okay, let's do this. So they were preparing us and saying like, hey, look, we're going to go in. We're going to see, you know, what's going on with it. We're going to get the thyroid out. And it was, uh, the mass was over my thyroid. Um, So they're saying we're going to have to take her, we're going to have to go in, look, see what we have to do. Whether it's we take the thyroid out. If it's cancerous, we're going to have to take the whole thing out, whatever. So I go into surgery, not knowing what's going to (laughs) happen. Just kind of scary, but I was so calm. I was so... um, just thankful that that one day of all days was open to get this done because there was nothing available, I think, until March of the next year, which was mind-blowing to me and my mom. We knew that immediately that was just God's protection over me. And so I told my mom, it, it, the, and mind you, the news of all this was kind of hard. My my mom was sad. I remember her crying. Um And I remember just feeling sluggish ever since we found out, which was weird because I felt fine until everything happened. And I just felt sluggish. I felt very weak. I felt like my body was just changing in which, I mean, hindsight, like it was, we just didn't know why. So go into surgery. Um, I come out, I'm incredibly sick. I am throwing up, like I'm so sick. Anesthesia really rocked my world. Um, but the doctor comes in and he said, hey, we had to, you know, take out your whole thyroid. Well, they told my parents first before me, but I was so knocked out. Um, we took your thyroid out. It was cancerous and, you know, you no longer have a thyroid. And then I felt that that moment forward, there was a sense of, I don't know. Like, it's like I didn't know anything. It's like I didn't know what to do. Like, where does my life go from here? Like, what happens? Does my whole body change? Does, um, you almost start to question, who are you as a woman in this process? Like, I'm young. I was, I think only, I had just turned 18, I think. Um, if not 19. And I just, I felt like the whole world stood still for a minute for me. And, um, they were starting to give me the game plan of, you're going to have to take medicine for the, you know, every day, every morning for the rest of your life. You're going to have to do radiation. You're going to have to do, um, all these follow-ups. And I was like, hold on. Like, this is, this is all of a sudden, like this, it, it all suddenly hit me that this is what I have to do. So I, you know, get through the surgery day and I remember going home and I couldn't hold my neck up for some reason. It, my neck was just so flim, I felt like, and I couldn't hold my neck up. My muscles in my neck were just trying to, I guess, process everything that was going on. Um, I felt like after the surgery, my voice had changed a little bit. Um, I used to be a singer back in like a junior high, so I used to have a cute voice, but no more. Anyways, so I get home and I think my whole entire family was just kind of like stunned, like, whoa. My dad took it pretty hard um, at first and he was like, look, I love you. And I, I think as parents, you do that because that's your baby. You know, you you had no idea. And I, I had no idea how long I have had had this. Like, did I have it in high school? Like, you know, what happened? Like, and, and this now has altered my entire plans of college, like what I wanted to do, my schedules and stuff like that. Like I had to re-alter my whole life as to what I was going to be doing. 
So um, I stayed in Abilene for the second semester, which was my semester of radiation. So I had to go through um, like an iodine radiation thing. I took a pill or whatever and stayed in my room for like, I think it was like two weeks. I don't know how long it was. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks. I don't know. Um, It's been a while since, but like I couldn't be around anybody. I couldn't be around my grandparents. I could, it almost felt like quarantine. If that is the best way I could put it, it felt like quarantine. Okay. Um, it was so weird and it was so like, it was depressing, honestly. And it was just weird. Um, but I guess that's just the treatment you do when you have thyroid cancer or one of the treatments. And that's the treatment that they chose for me. But, um, I noticed that before radiation, when I was doing school in January, that my memory was so foggy and I didn't know, but that is like a symptom or an after whatever, um, of thyroid cancer and getting your thyroid out and stuff like that is like fuzzy brain. (laughs) Like in my memory was so shot, like it was so bad and I couldn't remember anything. So I was struggling really, really, really bad in school, like really bad. I wouldn't remember a thing. I'd study for a test. I would not remember a thing, like nothing made sense to me. And I felt so lost and I felt so blah. So anyways, moving forward, I, um, went through radiation, pretty much dropped out of school my second semester because it was not looking pretty for me at all. Um, and then I went back home to Lubbock where I felt like I needed to be, it was, Um, I was going through a hard time already and I needed to figure out what I needed to do health wise and to get back on track. So I immediately started going to, um, like a junior college here to get my grades back up because of, you know, the whole situation. And, um, so I got my grades back up. I went to tech. I, um, I guess, what did I, I I decided to do human development, human development and family studies. And the reason why I decided to do that is because that all intertwines into dental hygiene school, because that is initially what I wanted to do. Um, so all these basics, all these classes, everything, um, lead you into dental hygiene school. And I started doing that. And then I was in my last year of, I, yeah, I think I was in my last year of school and it was like, July, we're now we're in, no, yeah, July 15th, 2015, I started Texas Heart. Um, how did that happen? I <laughs> was actually moving to, I was in between moving to San Antonio at the time, actually, and I was, I, I had always wanted to be in New Braunfels, San Antonio area. If anybody knows anything about me, that's where a lot of my family lived. Um, and I wanted to be there. And then, um, yeah, so I moved to San Antonio during this process. We have an apartment in like uptown San Antonio. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like hill country is everything. So if you are from the hill country, you know, um, so I started Texas heart on July 15th, 2015. Cause I started just randomly making jewelry as like, something to do um just because I thought it was fun I thought it was cool um also I was a broke college kid <laughs> I was needing like 40 hours a week going to school and um I started making it because I like went to other places and it was like freaking astronomical to have a necklace and if you know a broke college kids um budget it's pretty tight so I just started making these cute little tassel necklaces 
and other different designs. And I posted them online one day and um, just showing them off because I was, you know, I'm a, if y'all know me, I'm a poster and whatever. And I got so many interest in orders that day when I posted it. And I was like, now, and that, and I named it Texas Heart because I had traveled from Lubbock to San Antonio and I had been traveling across Texas like pretty much my whole life, you know, whether it's to visit family, softball, whatever. And I love Texas. If you know me, I love it. And uh, my heart, um, and I was like, what's it, wait, what is another way of saying love like and but it reflects your heart and I just immediately was like Texas heart and it just stuck with me and I don't know how I just I love I don't know I just love the way it sound Texas heart it just made sense it made sense as the correlation in the reflection of my heart and my brand if I were to even have one I didn't know what that was like at the time uh, but if I were to have a business that's what I said I wanted it to be called so shoot here we are and So anyways, I was making, I posted these and I had tons of orders come in, like a ton. I think I want to say like hundreds of orders the first time. And I think I was selling them for like 20 bucks. Cool. Um, I felt like, oh my gosh, this is awesome because I mean, it, it paid the bills at the time. Right. So, um, Moving forward, I started posting them on Instagram too. So I used, cause they were becoming popular and I was making Texas Tech ones and all my friends, of course, were from tech and sororities were snagging them like everybody was interested. And then I started to post them on Instagram and then this one boutique reached out to me and said, hey, do you wholesale? (laughs) And I immediately remember grabbing my computer and Googling what is wholesale? (laughs) I know that sounds cheesy, but... Trust me, this is how entrepreneurs are made, and I've learned that um, it is not perfect. Like, you're not, there isn't just a path lined out for you for you to be successful, you guys. Like, it's just, that's not how it happens. So, I Googled what is wholesale, and it said like 40% off retail price. And I was like, what the heck's a retail price? So, I Googled that too. <laughs> then I was like, okay, $15, cool. That sounds great. I still make money awesome. I was like, as long as the profit's good, I'm, I'm good. I'm Gucci with that. So I started pricing out my designs in wholesale form because I was like, look, if this is, if I get another boutique coming and they say, what's wholesale, I want to be organized. And I've always been an organized person. If you know me, organization is key in business and everything in life. And, um, so I started, you know, organizing it out. And I think that first order was like over 500 bucks. Y'all, I felt like I could eat Taco Villa on 500 bucks for like a year. I was so pumped and I was excited. I felt like I actually accomplished something. It felt so good. And that's when I think it was life-changing for me because I felt like I was actually doing something I genuinely loved. And it didn't just feel like a job. It felt like I was doing something I loved. So after that company had gotten their designs, they posted it on their Instagram. And then I guess another business saw it on their Instagram and messaged me and said, hey, I saw these on so-and-so's page. Do you wholesale? And I said, yes, absolutely we do. You know, sent them over my line sheet. And y'all, 
it was on from there. Um, come, I think, like, March or May of 2016, um, Texas Heart was now founded in, like, over 100 and some odd boutiques nationwide. Um, not nationwide. Hold on. U.S.-wide. <laughs> let's, let's really hope, tone it down, Shelves. But um, all throughout the U.S. And we just – not that we instantly became popular, but – I also had to work for that business too. Like I had to be um, on time, prominent, promising, good qualities, efficient, effective, like all the things. Like I had to start creating the reputation for my brand if if it was going to go this way. Like how quick is my turnaround time? How do I want to be like best customer service? Heck yeah. Like I had to start creating that. And that was very important to me. So I started realizing, like, who do I want to be in this business world if I'm going to be here? Like, what is the change I want to see? So I basically started my company um, based off of mistakes that I have seen before and things that I wanted to change for the better in my company. And I feel like that is what really sets us apart as I have seen what I don't like and shifted it into what I do desire for, right? And when we became, when we started doing jewelry, that was one thing. But when we started doing shirts shortly after that, which is like the November 2015, it just, everything just, I felt like hit the fan. Like we became a brand at that point, I feel like, um, because we were now wholesaling to, several hundreds of boutiques in the U.S., which is a crazy story, but um, this didn't just happen overnight. It became word-to-mouth sufficiency, um, what people said about us and how effective it was. And I was a one-girl show. I was a one-party show. I remember, like, staying up to, like, 4 o'clock in the morning with my mom, um, designing jewelry in my um, spare bedroom at the Lubbock house because I had a house in – or I had a home in San Antonio – Um, but I was going back and forth between school and stuff. So at this time, and I would stay up to like four o'clock in the morning. I'd still nanny here in Lubbock, go back and forth. Like it was crazy. Like it was so, so crazy. Anyways. Um, but like, there's so many little things that has, have added up from that just little portions of seeds. Like when you put something out there, like it's out there, like, you're either going to push it and keep going with it or you're just not. So I knew that I wanted to do this because it didn't just feel like a job to me. It's actually something I loved. And I was literally making it on like a kitchen table or on my bed or whatever. And like fulfilling these order orders in tiny little forms. Like they didn't come and the orders didn't come in full bulk. But like they came at little portions at a time, which was really cool to me. But um, compared to where we are now, it's just cool to reflect on how it all started. But um so needless to say, Texas Heart started in Lubbock, Texas, and we are now in, we are now a boutique in Green, Texas, also known as New Braunfels, Texas. We have two warehouses, an online boutique, an in-store, um, an app, and an online presence. So um, we have grown to incredible immense me- measures, but I feel like I wouldn't have the company I have today or be the woman I am today if it wasn't from where it all started. And I genuinely feel like it all started in Lubbock, Texas. And I know I give Lubbock a lot of credit, but 
Lubbock built the girl that I am today. The small town girl, the never forget where you came from girl. Um, the, I, I want to say humble. Sometimes I probably can get a little out of whack, but you know what? It built such an instilled portion of my heart that has, will ever last me. Like it will last a lifetime out of me. Um, and I feel like I carry that into my brand every single day. Um, and just the things that we've been through as a family wasn't necessarily easy. It was hard. I mean, we didn't have a perfect home life. We didn't have, um, perfect, you know, parents, but I love my parents. You know, we, we didn't have perfect days, but we're still family. And, um, at the end of the day, we have, this place has carried more of my tears, more of my hard times, more of my, um, downfalls and mistakes than any other place. And, um, I think that whenever I created this brand, I wanted to be, um, the difference of that. Like I wanted to change my own life. I wanted to become more than where I was at. Like I knew I had two hands, two feet and two eyes, and I could do whatever the heck I wanted to do if I just set my mind to it. And that's what Texas heart was for me. Um, and Texas Heart has now been in business for five five years. Um, I turned my company in a two, from a $200 business to, um, I'll let you guess, but it. I'm proud, um, needless to say. But I am so freaking proud of um, the foundation that, you know, I have built on Texas Heart. But it wasn't just me that built that. It was the people, the support, the, my family. Um, the customers, the constant, the never giving up, the all-nighters, the tears. It was every Everything has led up to this. Um, so I guess you could say I'm a girl that never gives up. I am a, I don't know, I am a fighter. Um, I have a lot of drive in me. I have a lot of motivation. I have a lot of get up. But I think all that comes from being an athlete, you know, back in the day, I, if I see something, I want it. If I, I knew that if I wanted to, you know, say for example, if I wanted to alter my swing to hit more home runs, I had to train myself for X amount of days, X amount of hours to perfect that, you know, and and that's the same thing in life and in business for me is I've taken a lot of those little key implements that I've had in my life and that God has orchestrated, I feel like full well for me, um, into my life, um, and into business, um, that has made my business successful. Um, and it's definitely everything that God has orchestrated for me. And I give him all the glory for that. And I'm, I'm just so humbled that he would choose me. And I still, it's still mind blowing for me to process that. I still have a hard time processing that. Like, you know what? You chose me. And I'm just so thankful that you gave me the opportunity to prove myself, not only to the world um, and to the people that watch me, but to give me the chance. Like, it it mind blows me. Like, you chose me. And um, I am so thankful. And I, I pray every single night that, you know, if say Texas hard is not a thing again, um, that I do it well. I do it every single day really, really well. And, um, I never disappoint him, which, you know, we, we all have our disappointing days, but, um, anyways, I also, um, 
aside from Texas Heart, I am also a coffee lover. If you know me, I am the girl that loves me some good coffee. Um, I am a, as you know, a proud sister. I am a fur mama. I am a owner of the Green Guest House. I am um, a daughter. I am a friend to so many. And I am a believer. I And that is something I really want to hone in on every single episode of my podcast is my relationship with God. And if you know me from, from Adam, like for all my days, you know, I am so strong on leaning on Jesus Christ. And it is so important to me. You can take everything away from me. And that's the only thing that I want because of everything he has pulled me from he everything that he has prospered me from everything that he has instilled in me is every everything that we're going to be talking about from this podcast is from God himself um all the challenges all the trials all the tribulations um all the good things all the bad everything um is because of him and I am so thankful that I have now created a place where I can talk about these things because I know that a lot of people don't just talk about their faith and and aren't bold about it and I think I personally love it like I am a hundred percent confident and okay in myself to talk about it because it is truth it is the light it is the way it is the only way and I'm just so excited to share a lot of that with you guys um so I will be popping in and out of that on a lot of our podcast um episodes as well but um for this episode, I just kind of wanted to explain a little bit of me and how Text Heart started uh, and stuff like that. And yeah, I am so excited. Episode two, we will be diving into a little bit more about um, some struggles and stuff like that. But stay tuned for that. This episode was, I know, short and sweet. But I am just so excited to be here, you guys. Y'all have no idea. And I'm going to get better at these. I promise you guys, this is my first one. And cool, whatever. But um, I am just so excited, like I said, and I am more than just the Texas heart girl. I am Shelby Nicole Sanders. I am a lover, a doer, a dreamer, um, a believer, a sister, a friend, and so much more than, and I struggle. So I am so much more than just that girl. And I want to be remembered as that. And if I can leave a legacy on top of that as well, I'm doing my job. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait for episode two. And um, yeah, so if you love this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends. You can send them the link um, as well. And if you want to shop with us at Texas Heart, you can texasheartco.com. Follow us on Instagram, Texas Heart Company. And yeah, so I will see y'all next time. Bye guys.